You're listening to The Sigrun Show, episode number 105. In this episode, I'm speaking to Peg Fitzpatrick about social media for small businesses. Welcome to The Sigrun Show. I'm your host, Sigrun, creator of Samba, the MBA program for online entrepreneurs. With each episode, I'll share with you inspiring case studies and interviews to help you achieve your dreams and turn your passion into profits. Thank you for spending time with me today. Building an online business takes time. I share with you proven strategies to help you get there faster. You'll also learn how to master your mindset, up-level your marketing and succeed with masterminds. Today's guest is Peck Fitzpatrick, who is an author, speaker and world-known social media expert. Peck is most known for Instagram and Pinterest, and in this episode, we talk about what small businesses can do on social media. You'll find links to Peck and show notes of this episode by going to signal.com forward slash 105. I'm so excited to be here with Peck Fitzpatrick, who I have followed for a long time and actually I must say she followed me first on Instagram and I said who is this person and she followed me back and I'm like why did she follow me well that's my first question to you Peck but first thank you for being on the show thanks for having me and why would you follow people that don't have many followers I follow people who post interesting things and who I actually look at people's websites and look at their other things. So I follow people that are interesting and that doesn't necessarily have to do with the number of followers because you and I at one point both had zero followers and we were still as interesting as we are right now. So thankfully some people followed us. So I've never forgotten like what it's like to be that person like Twitter would be the first place where I was really growing a following and didn't know any of the people where it was like really, really new. This is so long ago. And I remember being so excited about every person that followed me. I was like legitimately excited. I would like send direct messages and say, thank you for following me. Like, you know, great to meet you. And people would thought they were just automated, but I literally typed them to everybody because people have a lot of choices. There's six how many people are in the world now? There was 6 billion. There's probably 6.8 billion now at this point. Who knows? But there's a lot of people in the world. There's 800 million people on Instagram. So we're two people out of 800 million. That's a lot of choices. So I like to thoughtfully follow people. I don't base it on numbers and I still kind of do the same thing. I try to go and see like the new people that have followed me. Should I follow any of those people back? That is a time consuming process, but I like to, I don't know. I just look for people who are interested. Why do you follow people on Instagram? (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, now that you're saying, yeah. So I guess I follow people let's say that comment, for instance, on somebody else's. I think that's often how you discover new people. They comment and you like their comment, which is a reminder to make more comments myself. Right. Yeah. Right. In your spare time. That, In that my is... spare time <laughs> when I'm sleeping. <laughs> right. I, yeah. I wish I could. If I could comment in my sleep, I totally would do that. <laughs> yeah. But then we no, wouldn't get then any rest. <laughs> no. 
And then, like you said, somebody follows you and you check them back. But uh, there's this lot of this, like, follow for follow. And I don't buy into that stuff. It has to be honest. You want to be really interested. Otherwise, I don't want to see their pictures. Right. And if they immediately hit you up with spam or ask you for something, I'll unfollow just as fast. Especially on Twitter. You know, you follow somebody and they're like, hey, here's my Facebook page like this. Will you share this for me? I'm like, don't even know you. So no. there's a, I think everybody has to come up with their own thing that they feel good with, right? Like, what do you feel good with when you're following people? I try to follow people back. I don't follow everyone back everywhere, but I do try to make an effort for people that are commenting on my posts a lot or, you know, when it's organic, like you said, like if it's people who go on your post and they just like 10 things at once and leave really offhand, you know, comments, that's really not even worth your time. If you're going to try to game the system like that, Instagram especially is very like people are building a community and they want to talk to people who they're interested in. And so it's not worth it to do that kind of stuff, I don't think. So let's go back. Why are you a social media expert? Like how did it all start (laughs) for you? I just woke up one day and I was like, I love social media. No, I'm kidding. Um, so I ha- I was in a job that I didn't like, which is probably maybe someone else can identify with that. <laughs> and I, I really wanted to leave this other job. And my husband was like, well, you have to find a job where you make at least the same amount of money before you leave. And of course, this is like eight years ago. But even then, the job market wasn't great. And I was like, I just don't want to do this anymore. So I manifested my job. (laughs) I put it out in the universe just in my head. And like, I was like, I really want I've never actually told this whole behind the scenes story. So I (laughs) so I really was like, I have to earn X amount. So it was my current salary plus, I don't know, it was like 25% more. (laughs) Because why would I want the same? I want more, right? If you're going to ask for something, go a little bigger. It wasn't like a huge amount, but I was like, I just want to earn like this much. So fast forward like a few months and I was out to dinner with my husband and his bosses were over from Germany and they were talking about marketing. And now you're European. So of course, you know the difference. Like US and European marketing are very different, whether it's traditional marketing or social media, like the messages are a little bit different. The um, how things are worded because they're everything they're written is native German, so they don't always mm-hmm. translate. Like everything doesn't translate perfectly. So I was talking to them about this new idea that I thought would be awesome for this new thing. It's called. Facebook. It was Facebook. And I was like, you could use it for like a company because nobody did it really. Nobody had fan pages. This is eight years ago. So this is quite a while ago. So I like came up with all these ideas and we were in Boston in the North End, which is like all Italian restaurants drinking like a ton of red wine. And I was just spouting off a whole bunch of marketing ideas because, you know, we're all brilliant after a glass of wine. Right. And, of course. And then a few months later, they told they told my husband, hey, we want to hire your wife to do all of our marketing and so and do social media. And I was like, what do they want me to do? He was like, all the stuff you said at the dinner. And I was like, oh, like it was like months ago. It wasn't an interview and it wasn't even like real. It was just ideas that I had. So that was like really how I started. I was so lucky that when I started social media professionally, I had a job from day one Um, and they, they paid for me to do some training and I still work for them today because they paid for me to train. They, you know what I mean? So like, I feel like I still owe, owe it to them. And it is, my husband still does run the U S company. So I like to help him out. So 
that's how I really got started. I started out like I knew how to use Facebook personally, like everybody does, like, you know how to do stuff. But then I, I learned how to do the rest. I took actually one of Mari Smith's courses way back in the beginning. And um, so I did, you know, what a lot of people do. And then I just I have not stopped learning for one day in eight years because there's always something new and there's always new ideas to try. And when I started with them, I had a product launch straight out of the box. So it was a challenge and it's, you know, it's good. And when people always tell me like, oh, social media is so hard. I work for this kind of company or I do this kind of company. I'm like, I work for a chemical company. So like I, some industries are harder than other industries. Like I get that. Some people have it totally easy depending on your, like a candy company, uh, you know, a toy, something that we have something fun and interesting. Some people are lawnmower companies or, you know, regular businesses, all the businesses in our neighborhoods, right? So, um, so that's actually how I got started. I got started, you know, working for a company. So I've worked for a company the whole time I've done social media. And then I decided to try Twitter because I thought maybe that would have some business value. And I started on my own. I always do things on my own personal accounts first to test them. So I accidentally built a Twitter following (laughs) and then I thought, okay, well, we'll try it. So we're way ahead in that industry, um, which is in the dry cleaning chemical industry. Uh, As far as competitors, you know, we're way ahead because we've been out there doing it. And it's, it is challenging. Like I have to admit, like doing the blog for their company is very challenging. I can't write the content because it's chemical based. Like I don't, I'm not a, I don't have a PhD in chemistry, so I can't write the blog post. So that's a challenge. Like if it was social media, I could, but our content isn't social media. It's about their product. So, um, so yeah, it's always learning and that's like way, way back. That's how I, that's how I got started. And I did like I went to a couple conferences. And so a lot of what I've learned is actually things that I wish that there was information on, but there wasn't. Like what I wanted to learn how to do mm-hmm. this for that, like there wasn't a blog post about that. There wasn't how to do this. So a lot of things I figure out how to do and then I share it. And that's how my yeah. blog, you know, that's how a lot of my blog stuff is still really beginner level because there's new people every day. I do write more advanced articles too, but I always keep in mind like the people back at the beginning, somebody who is in that place where I was eight years ago, like I don't really like my job. I'd like to do something else. Excellent. And now so you, you can work and there's full jobs. time in the beginning? Uh, yeah, I was full time in the beginning. Yeah. And then you start to be more like, you know, have more clients, right? Well, I did because they didn't really need me full time all the time. You know, I had the product launch and the big show. And so I do their stuff. It doesn't take all my time. So I do other things as well. Yeah. So we want to talk a bit about not just being on Facebook because I spent... (laughs) I spent so many hours on Facebook and I know my clients and listeners do too. And you are one of those people that like, hey, Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, and we know Facebook ads cost are coming up. So what can businesses do to take advantage of other social media channels? Well, if you already have a big Facebook following, which it sounds like your people do, Instagram is a great natural segue because Instagram now is growing and they're just getting to that tipping point where they just started algorithming. Unfortunately, we know how it is, but it's a different place to meet your customers. And the thing about Instagram that's different from Facebook is that people can find you easier. Facebook, I find it's it's very hard. Like, when's the last time you just found somebody new on there? 
like a new business or like you don't see anything in the newsfeed unless you've already liked it or you're seeing an ad. Those are the only things, only things you see. But on Instagram, you can check for hashtags or see other people having conversations. And it's more of an open channel where Facebook pages and personal Facebook pages are very different. Like they changed how you, how you can interact and brand pages and Instagram personal pages are, they look exactly the same. You can follow it. Like all the, those kind of behaviors are the same. So it's easier to find people to like, it's easier to find new pages, search. Like if you're using certain hashtags or interested in something, or even if you're a local business, you can check the local tags to see what I check all the time to see what's going on, like in my little area. And it's funny because I'm like the only social media blogger in my area. So other ones are like really just people doing stuff in my town. Somebody got a tattoo, somebody went to the coffee shop, you know? So it's interesting to see what's going on in your neighborhood. And if you are a business owner, that's a local business owner, I feel like you have a really big growth opportunity on Instagram by geotagging things and adding hashtags for your country, your state, your area, like your region, depending on where you are, there's hashtags in all different ways to break things down. What you do, what your main business focus is, but then also, like I said, like your neighborhood. I was checking somebody the other day and then I had to look up the hashtag because I didn't know what it was, but it was Pacific Northwest. Like there's certain regions and US is so big. There's certain regions where, and it's really like different little like countries kind of around our country. Like Pacific Northwest is totally different. New England is totally different. Texas is kind of its own whole thing. And then down south. So there's all different regions. So there's so many different ways that people can find you where I feel there isn't that opportunity on Facebook. It's, it's too hard. I, I agree with you. It's too hard. And it becomes like you're just in a bubble on Facebook. You're in the bubble and you see the ads and you make ads yourself. But I feel on Instagram, it becomes, even if I have a business account, it's more personal and people comment and you see, you know, even if you're following an influencer, you see another influencer commenting on them. No, I never see this happen. No, you Facebook. can't see anything on Facebook. Everything is no. it's so walled off by page where Instagram, it's more open. It's easy to find people. People have better conversations there now. And also they have great, the great advertising that you already know, if you're already doing Facebook ads, it's very easy to move into Instagram because they use the same power editor, the same you know backend, the Facebook manager. So all the things that you've already learned on Facebook can help you a lot on Instagram, believe it or not, even though it's different. And I feel like it's easier because there's not the crush to post more frequently where like Facebook, it's like, how often, what time? Like those questions still exist on Instagram, but once a day is good. And if you don't do once a day, then you know, do it when you can do, you know, as frequently as you can do it. But Facebook, it feels like there's such a like, there's so much stress over what to post. And I feel like there's less on Instagram, even though Mm. each picture has to be great. And each picture, like I posted one yesterday and I I have to say, like I posted it, it wasn't as clear as I thought it was. And it's really bugging me. I'm like, I really just want to take that down. So there's like the pressure of like, is the picture good enough kind of thing. But I feel like that's better than the Facebook, like, what's the algorithm doing over there? Do I need to go live on Facebook? Does it need to be a video? Does it need to be like, there's so much pressure behind. I think Facebook is just harder now than it was. 
it's still great for yeah. businesses, but I think if you're going to start something new, then Instagram is great. Like I think it's I think it's the nat- a natural progression and a new and a new audience, not the same people. Like Facebook now, do you ever feel like you're just entertaining the same people all the time? Yeah. Right. So like you got to go past that and like do something new and reach new people and Instagram is how you can do that. And also the same, I, I think on Instagram, I have a lot of the same people as on Facebook, but it's a different uh, interaction. And I think these are probably, let's say the more loyal audience has moved over with me a little bit like podcasts, you know, who listens to a podcast often, these are your most loyal clients or, you know, it's not always a brand new audience, although that's always the hope with the podcast that you have some new audience. But typically with Instagram, I feel that's a little bit, it's like nurturing. Yeah, it is. And I feel like people feel more connected to you on Instagram than like on your Facebook page. Um, I think people feel more like, because there is such a difference between if it's your personal Facebook page and if it's your business Facebook page. And if you're a podcaster and you know, like it's your business, you should be on a page, not a personal profile. So you're not like friend connected, your people are liking your page. So there's a little bit of a disconnect. And then when you're on Instagram, people feel genuinely connected to you like a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I feel too. And we have discussion just when I post or you post, we talk about Iceland, you know, and then you comment back and it feels like, oh, I know this person a little bit, even if you know, you don't have to be close friends with someone. You have this little chat. Yeah. And it feels that you build this connection. Yeah. I And you, there's so much creative inspiration there where I feel like Facebook, you just don't see anything different. Everybody's just kind of posting things where I feel like Instagram, you do see more like about where people live and what they like and what kind of restaurants they go to. And, you know, like after we, we had just met each other in Boston and I met your husband yes. and then like I saw pictures of you guys out to dinner and I knew you. So it was like, that was nice. You know what I mean? Like you feel connected yeah. and it's like you're kind of keeping track of what people are doing in a nice way where it used to be, I think because we have professional pages, it's more of actually like the real connection that you would have on the Facebook personal page. You know what I mean? Like where I don't connect with everybody on my personal Facebook page because if there's, I have like a million and a half followers. Like I don't want like, you know, you don't want all those people on your personal, you want to sometimes have real personal posts (laughs) (laughs) where it's maybe not a hundred, you know, where it's hard once you have a big social following people see stuff anyway. So I mean, maybe the water's already over the dam there at that point, but you do, I don't know, for me, I don't want to see like on my personal Facebook page myself, I want to see my friends and family, their posts, right? And then, you know, when I go see people's pages, it's different for me. And I think that's how it is for most people. Like, and where Instagram is more open and people really do connect better with brands there. And, you know, they, I don't know, I just, there's a lot to love about Instagram. So if you, if you've invested a lot of time in Facebook, which tons of people have years, years and years and years, Instagram is a great segue. I really feel like that that's the new segue. I always find it easy when I'm traveling and I go to a restaurant and I go to Boston and conference. I find it very easy to post. But as soon as I go home for a few days, I am on the road a lot. So I'm only on a few days at home and I'm like, what do I post? I just feel I'm I'm at my desk and I'm recording here podcast episodes. 
but I know you have an answer for that. What 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 do I take a picture of? Well, there's a <laughs> picture couple. of myself podcasting. You, I I definitely would. Actually, I did that before we started because it shows like a little bit behind the scenes of what you're doing. I think it's especially nice if you're somebody who travels a lot because I travel a lot too. You like people to see the other side of it too, not just like you know. Even though once you start business traveling, you realize it's not glamorous, fun travel. It, it is pretty exhausting. Like you're going across time zones and you're at the airport dealing with grouchy people and your flight's delayed, your flight's Business travel is not as glamorous as everyone would like to think it is. It seems like it is if you're the person who's home all the time, but it is actually exhausting. So I think it's nice to post a dichotomy of that. Like I was here, I was doing this. Now I'm home. I'm doing podcasts today. Like you can look forward to these episodes coming up. Like it can be a little teaser for your podcast for later, or you can also do later grams, you know, where you're posting something that happened last week or because usually what happens with me and probably same with you, you go somewhere and you take a ton of photos, but you only post like one each day. So then you have leftover ones. So you can use those later or just say like, I uh, like really loved my visit two months ago in Boston. It was great. You know, I do stuff like that. Or today I did, I regrammed somebody else's thing because again, my desk was like a mess. I hadn't posted and I was like, I just regrammed somebody else's beautiful picture. That was like something that fits in with my Instagram. It's a beautiful desk. It had coffee and it had beautiful pink peonies on it. Um, that are not in season anymore. So it's like you miss those things. So I did, I regrammed somebody else's thing and I tagged the people whose photo it was. And then they came and commented and said, Hey, thanks for sharing. Most Instagrammers are very, they like when you share their content, as long as you're tagging them and giving them the heads up, you know, giving them the credit for the photo. So um, sometimes I, re that's a good opportunity to regram photos. It takes a little bit of stress off of what you know, you, if you have like, you're only home for a little bit of time, you have to do laundry, you have to get caught up on stuff, you have to record podcasts, and then you have to get ready to go on a trip again. So like squeezing it in is hard. A great tool that I use all the time is Planoly. I love it. It is, you can plan ahead, you can find great content to, to reshare later, and you can just put it in there unscheduled. So that's what I'll do a lot of times is I'll find things that I like, and I just have it in there. So when I need something, I have a little backup plan. Or you can plan a week ahead in there. You could just plan a whole bunch of time ahead and have them all in there ready to go, you know, and then you don't even have to think about it at all. So it to take off the like, which I just said I did this morning, like I didn't have anything planned, but I knew I had some in there as a backup. So I was like, I'll just pick something in there. Sometimes when you travel, it's hard because you get off of like kind of what your theme is for your Instagram. Like I was just um, in Vegas and I always have pink in every one of my photos. You have red in your things, but sometimes when you travel, you don't have that choice. And my theme got off a little bit. So it's sometimes I'm like, okay, get right back on that. Like get back into my theme Cause there's a couple color posts that weren't exactly my theme. There are some that were perfectly on brand and you can try to make them all the same, but it doesn't always work. So sometimes when you travel, you get, yeah, you get off your theme a teeny bit. Um, sometimes I'll try to do things and like, um, if the photo is a hundred percent off, but my logo, I could put my little pink logo on there. Maybe that's the only pink on that one. And that's okay. I mean, I, they don't have to be so overwhelmingly pink all the time, but it's nice just to keep them consistent. So when people see it, it looks like your stuff. So yeah, your feed is beautiful. You, yeah, I recommend everyone who's listening oh, to go to your feed you. and check it out. 
and and you were so good at engaging people I think that's something I'm like oh yeah I need to engage more I'm like oh I need but it, it must come naturally to some people and others not so much I talk a lot what can I say <laughs> <laughs> I think social media was invented really for people like me who just like to talk a lot and I live in a small town so you know it's funny because at this point I don't even really know that many people like in my town I know like my family my hairdresser like you know some people and mostly I talk to friends that I know all over the world like social media friends and so it's funny it's it's good to have both things going on because you can get into a bubble and you forget the rest of the world is not focused on social media and high tech stuff all the time some people no, they're not. aren't at all and you're like hey it's real world look people are sitting in a restaurant <laughs> and they're not on their phone that's awesome <laughs> so what if somebody's already on instagram and they like it but what about pinterest Pinterest, I have to say, is still, I love it the most. I think I do. I like Instagram a lot, but Pinterest is my number one traffic referral to my blog. Instagram brings a little bit, but not a lot. Pinterest is number one over everything. Uh, Organic traffic is number one. You've got to tell us the secret. The secret is. So what's the secret? The secret is to post consistently, and you don't have to be on there all the time. You can use, I use Tailwind, which is another tool, and I just schedule a whole bunch of stuff out, and then when it's my own important content, I make sure that I repin it, and I share it, Um, but I use it so much for, like, I use it to help me find content to share on social media. I create resource boards. So if you said to me, like, I really just want to learn how to use Pinterest, I have a board I can share with you. And it has all articles on how to use Pinterest. I use it for like ideas. Like if I see something that I like, I'll save it on a board. I find like for us, I use it for everything to find great information. And I do just find a lot of inspirational things. Actually, I found one the other day and this girl wrote this really great article. And I was like, you know, I've been reading articles forever forever and I've written hundreds and hundreds online and I never even thought about writing this and I never saw anyone else write she wrote how to help your friends blogs do better by sharing and I was like she's so smart not how to make your own blog better but how to help your friends which I try to do that too I go to people's things and I comment and I share if I know they're doing something like an event or you know I try to go and comment and like it and because you know it only takes a few good friends like that to help all your stuff do well. And if you are commenting yeah. and liking other people's things, people notice and they come to yours. So, yeah, I was like, that. Yes. Like, I never would have thought it. So now I've been thinking about it for like three days. I'm like, why didn't I even look? That's so smart. It was so like it was so generous and so good. It was such a good article. So when you say consistency, mm-hmm. is it enough to go once a week? You could as long as you're scheduling stuff out to go all the time. Like you can do it in a big chunk and just do it, schedule a bunch of pins out and then it just goes out over time like like any other schedule that you do. So you would just keep like, because you have a podcast, you would make pins for each podcast. You could make just a template in Adobe Spark or in Canva that or Photoshop if you're a Photoshop user. Make a template for each one that would have like your podcast name and like you could do, you know, whatever you want to do in there. Make it super cute and then you could just put the person's photo in each time. So you're not recreating the wheel for each one, but you could do a quote from them. There's a lot of different ways you could do it and then just pin it and put the link to listen to it and it does. It's my honestly, it is my biggest traffic generator. <laughs> Why do you think that is? Is it because people are searching for whatever you have optimized your pins for? 
Well, I do a variety. Some people do only their own blog content, but I don't feel like Pinterest works that way. I, when you go to my Pinterest, it's really who I am as a person. Like you'll see cupcake recipes and you know vacation places that I've been or that I want to go or quotes that I like. Like there's a lot of things on there. So it's kind of my like work in progress kind of thing with the exception of my, there's secret boards where you can pin things that you don't want people to see. So like sometimes I'll pin things in there if I want to share it later, but I don't want people to see it yet. And then I think my blog content just does well. I do spend a lot of time, well, I've spent a lot of time figuring out what kind of visual images work well for my blog and get interaction. So I always do like a long, tall image. I just analyze their health. Like I'm always, and I actually did work with Pinterest in their expert program. So I've been like, I've been, you know, obsessed with all their stuff forever. They also do have promoted pins, which I don't do a ton for my thing, but they have really, really great um, advertising program, just like Facebook does, where they've been monitoring things that people like and what they do so they know. When I see promoted things on Pinterest, it's 98% like things I would repin or, or look at. So their targeting mm. is very, very good. Is this the only place where we don't have to do advertising now to get through? You don't have to do advertising. And honestly, the other thing that I like about Pinterest, which you'll enjoy, is you don't actually have to comment on anybody's stuff at all. <laughs> I love you that. To, you don't have to comment and you don't have to respond to comments. And it honestly is because I spend so much time on my other platforms. I actually have to say I really appreciate the fact it really just feels like your own stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's stuff that you like that you pin and then you repin your friends things and it's just kind of like your own stuff. It's not really, it's not a social network. It's a bookmarking site. So it's very like, you just don't have to do all that kind of stuff. And I like that because it's really just focused on like, I don't only pin my own things. I do pin other things, but you could have boards on like how to podcast, you know, you could have things on like social media management. You could have, you know, you can pick just certain topics. You want to make sure you had 10 different boards at, at the least and have 10 pins on each of them before you like make your account public and then just add pins. It, it you know, yeah, you could do it once a week. It is better like any social thing if you you know if you're consistent, but if you don't have time, then just do what you can do and every once in a while go and pin live too because so I I have stuff that's scheduled out all the time, but then I go on, you know, at least once a day and I just am either pinning something or looking for something. Um, I do find the best content there to share. So there's a lot of ways that it's just really good. But number one, you don't have to comment on anyone else's. If anybody comments to me, I'm like, what are you doing? Like, I, I, will ne I don't even worry about it. Seriously. And I never did. Like, they started doing messaging on there. And everybody was like, why? No, 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 no. <laughs> no messaging. Yeah. yeah. I never keep use it, it. Keep it the way it is. Yeah. yeah. Nobody uses that. <laughs> so it's good because um, as a social media professional, as you know, it just, it does get hard. Like some days you're just too busy to, you know, you're just too busy. And Instagram, I try to just post and then I stay there for a little bit, at least a half hour, you know, like on the platform, because that's when most of the comments and questions and stuff come in. So yeah. I try to just be aware of that. I mean, it's sort of the same with Facebook. I schedule stuff on Facebook. But even Facebook like buries comments. I don't know how you are, but I I will check if I have important content. I am like on desktop. I'm on the Pages app. I have the Mentions app, and and just a regular Facebook app. And I see different comments all the time. And I'm like, what? 
One time, okay, this, not, this is not a brag whatsoever, but I posted when Richard Branson's last book came out on Instagram, and I, ne- I didn't even see that he came and commented on my post. Like, it got buried. And I saw <gasps> it, I know, I saw it actually on desktop. I have a thing where it gives me choices of Instagram messages on there, and I was like, Richard Branson, and I was like, oh, my God. And it was like six hours old, and I was like, no. <laughs> but I stayed like right when it, or like right when it was happening, it was just like a couple hours after I had posted it. So I don't know. Like I, but I refuse to turn notifications on every single thing. I do not have any social media notifications because you you can't get a darn lick of work done no. if you do that. So I've tried it in the past, and honestly, it's just too hard. So yeah. I cut myself some slack. I'm like, when I'm there, I respond. And I've never had anybody say, you're a horrible person. You never answer me because I do the best I can. So, you know, yeah. I say don't stress yourself out with the notifications. Do you turn any of yours on? Everything's off. Yeah. It's too much. Yeah, It's too much. Mm-hmm. It's too much. But it's it's been wonderful to talk to you, Peck. And uh, you're such a likable person on social media, oh. like in real life. <laughs> yes. And I I say everyone should go and check out. We'll have uh, in the show notes links to your Instagram, Pinterest, Facebook, Twitter. <laughs> uh, you are on all those platforms, probably LinkedIn. Yeah, yeah well, I'm no. everywhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Of course, you're there too. Uh, but. Really, and I suggest you follow your on Instagram, like how your feet and how you interact. I'm always fascinated because I caught, struggle a little bit with the comments, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm fascinated how how engaging you are and, and how you are really like you are and as a real person. And that's what social media should be. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. That's nice of you to say. Thank you. Thank you for being here, Peck. And I'll see you at the next conference, Yay! I guess. Yeah, coming soon, right? Coming soon. Ready to turn your passion into profits? Get free access to the seven stages of a profitable online business by going to signal.com forward slash 105. There you also find links to PEC plus show notes of this episode. Thank you for listening to The Sigrun Show. Did you enjoy this episode? If you did, please share, subscribe and give the show a review on iTunes. See you in the next episode.